sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast Al Oshlak, thank you very much for joining Environmental as Anything today. Oh, thanks for having me, Sean. That's really awesome. No, we really appreciate having your expertise. Uh, you've been uh, an environmental activist and a, and a legal advocate for the environment for uh, for so many years. It's uh, I, I'm embarrassed to even say I remember. <laughs> I was showing my age. <laughs> Well, you're holding your age well, mate, because you're keeping on top of the uh, the latest issues. You've been uh, getting involved with the Nambucca Heads, uh, Goombingir, uh Nations actions to protect their forests uh, down there, haven't you? Yes, uh, I, was, I was rung up by um, uh, a local traditional owner, Sandy Greenwood, who was on behalf of the, the elders, and um, they were very concerned because logging operations there were damaging and uh, impacting um, severely on a number of Aboriginal cultural heritage areas within the forest. Um, uh, the, the forest was closed. They were unable to access the forest at all. Uh, people were being arrested and uh, also people were actually even being physically physically threatened mm. by loggers and, um, and threatened of arrest by police. Yes. So, so th- th- I was rung up and uh, we, uh, I, I, we, I just went, went into... Top Gear, and we put summonses into the Land Environment Court and affidavits, and um, and we put together a legal team. And but before the um, before the matter was to be brought before the court for urgent interlocutory injunction, uh, the loggers um, uh, just sort of packed up and um, grabbed all their machinery and everything and, and left the forest. And then they headed up off to another forest. Um, they left Nambucca alone and up to another forest at the, near Dorigo called Wild Cattle Creek, the scene of many, many forest blockades in the last, in the 90s. Indeed, and, and well, well known to uh, to the old guard of the forest uh, activist yeah. movement. But um, So what were the issues in Nambucca Heads that you thought merited uh, legal action? Oh, well, there was a, there was a, I had um, affidavits from a number of elders, senior elders from the Kumbangu, and they, uh, the, firstly, a number of scar trees had been impacted upon. And then there's a, a number of trees which they, they're called sort of like scribbly gums or something. And they're, they're particularly sacred to the Kumbanga people. And a whole patch of them had just been just wiped out. Mm. Um, uh, in addition to that, there was also another, another sacred tree, a diamond tree of some sort, that also was being impacted by, by the logging. But overall, the Gumbanga people had been, as I said, the forest was closed to them and they were unable to properly access, access the forest, and nor were they consulted. So yeah. under the National Parks and Wildlife Act, there is a, a code of practice specifically for logging operations in public forests. Mm. Now, the, the Forestry Commission or the Forestry Corporation completely ignored complying with that code of practice. Wow. And that became the uh, element of the court of our thing that they were requ- and that required consultation with elders, land councils, and uh, other people who may have an interest. And when we went to court, they they said basically the, the Forestry Corporation said under their act, the Forestry Act, they don't have to comply with with that code of practice. 
Right. So this uh, is an ongoing pattern for a forestry uh, corporation uh, that they, that the law of the land doesn't apply to them. And so much so in the Forestry Act that no person is able to take any civil enforcement action for any environmental pollution, endangered species, species destruction, or, or Aboriginal, <coughs> sorry, Aboriginal cultural heritage in regard to, to logging operations. They've put clauses into the Forestry Act, they're called privative clauses, clauses in the Act which prevents any litigation to prevent a breach of the Act or where the Act hasn't been complied with. Right. So across the, the, the board, across the board, that's Pollution Acts, Biodiversity Acts, and the Aboriginal Cultural Heritage provisions of the National Parks and Wildlife Act. So they don't just act like they're above the law, but in fact they have been given the green light to 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 ignore the rule of law. Exactly, Sean. And it's and these types of clauses have been um, uh, uh, have been put into legislation over many years. Uh, in different different types of acts, immigration acts and things like that. And every time it's gone to the High Court, they've been struck down. And some High Court judges have even commented this type of clauses uh, are a step towards dictatorship and authoritarianism. Well, they are distinctly anti-democratic. Well, as I said to you earlier, um, it's, it's a principle which is even uh, democratic than beyond voting. Yep. You know, to be able to have uh, the right to go to court and uh, and put a, a claim or be a plaintiff or make an application is a, dem- a democratic right, which is held, you know, which is which is the cornerstone of democracy. Mm. Without the rule of law, um, you, you start getting situations. So just in the forest, as we've got, that they are, they are beyond the law, and that no, no matter what the environmental legislations or cultural heritage protection legislation. They can, they can, and they do completely ignore it, and this is why we're having such massive forest destruction at the moment. Yeah. Um, and these pollution events and bushfire events, you know, directly caused by, by the type of the logging operations and the type of operations they're carried out. Now, uh, uh, I've had friends in Waitalaba, and um, they they can directly point to industrial forestry operations, which led to the massive bushfire, which which wiped out a lot of properties, yeah. houses and stuff, and, and also yeah, people lost their lives. Yeah, tragically. It, it's a tragic, and, it's, and this would never happen if those laws and people were allowed to do civil enforcement and forcing compliance. Um, this would never happen and couldn't happen because we've we, we, we been in court. But we are, it's been over two decades before, more than two decades now, before any person or any organisation, environmental group or cultural, Aboriginal group have been able to or have gone to court at all um, to try and stop these uh, blatant violations of our of our environmental laws. Yes, I mean I remember and I'm sure you remember well the uh, John Corkill and the Northeast Forest Alliance uh, had eight I think or nine uh, land and environment court victories before that time but then since then nothing. And and those were really really set precedents. Mm. Um, um, especially in Chalundi and some other of the forests, so mm. they set the, the cornerstone to which brought brought about um, the basic fundamental forest protections we have now: old growth forest protection, rainforest protection. They arose from those original court cases because it's through the law and through the court that we are able to um, force compliance mm. and and uh, and, and prize open 
uh, the, the, those things where they, they do operations in secret or operations which are just blatant, you know, just blatant environmental destruction mm. on, a, on an industrial scale. Yeah. And people are talking about what's happening with koalas and other species. Uh, th- this is this is this is what results, and it, and it, and it, and and if if these laws become acceptable and we come in, it, it will it will extend even beyond forests into our fundamental human rights. Yes, yes, it's uh, uh, you know none of us are free while one of us are in chains is the principle, isn't it? It's, uh, there is no there is no sort of limits to uh, to to uh, justice. Uh, you know, it's not it's not one justice for some and another for others, is it? It, that, that is that is right, Sean. It, 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 you've, you've got it, and um, and so I, I'm sort of you know like, I mean we're only a small group with Indigenous Justice Advocacy Network, and and our clients are Indigenous people. So that, uh, that's one of the things I I haven't actually done forest, but the few times I have done forest, I did the I think it was a Donaldson Forest, mm-hmm. one of the forests of the Githerbull Country. Mm-hmm. We got them out of there, and and also uh, there was private logging at Wine Wine. Um, we we're just about to go to court there, but uh, a logger got killed. Mm. In fact, my client went out there and he cursed he cursed the loggers. Mm. Three or four days later, <laughs> the loggers the logger got killed, mm. and uh, they packed up and left. Um, and there's just been the stambucca. But uh, I think that it's it's reached a point now that we uh, we have to really confront these types of I don't want to call them uh, totalitarian laws in the forest. Uh, we need to we need to confront it and take it on legally because um, there are a long string of precedents in the High Court in which in which these laws are struck struck down or read down to such an extent that they don't apply. Well, that, that's a, a you know a, an important uh, action that you've taken there, uh, Al, and it's and it's resulted in, or at least it, it you know the forestry have since pulled out of Nambucca since you've initiated this proceedings. It hasn't been necessary to continue with it. Is it still live? Are you still? No, it's a, uh, live to uh, not really. We've discontinued the matter. There was no no orders to cost to the either to cost against discontinuing. Yep, um, and I think. In relation to, you know, Sandy's of Sandy Greenwood was my client, yep. a very brave young woman, mm. um, and to do this. But it, it, I think, you know, the further litigation would have to be done by, you know, uh, an association of the of the, the Gumbangari elders, mm. and I think that's where they want to go. They want to take it on as a united front. Yeah. With Sandy, I took Sandy on as a client. It, that the injunction was urgent. It was an urgent injunction, which mm. you know the the court gives you priority to access to a judge, to a court, and to have a hearing when you when you you make those sort of applications. Mm. Mm. Yes, well, uh, regular listeners to the show will have heard Sandy on air uh, talking about the uh, the situation down there in Nambucca Heads, but she wasn't at liberty to talk about the court cases in the detail that you are now because of the it, it was live. But so um, before we wrap up, we should talk about what is actually still going on for the Gumbungir, uh Nation down there. There's, uh, you know, Nambucca Heads seems to have been a, a, a bit of a win. They've had a, a great uh, cultural uh, event of, of people coming together, across cultural lines and uh, people have been in Wild Cattle Creek as you've mentioned and you've also mentioned off air before there's the uh, Kalang headwaters still threatened with logging down there also in the Gumbungir uh, Nation. And I think the Kalang will be one of the biggest forests almost protests and blockades that we've seen in a long time although 
they're locating and lock up, locking on, I believe, at Wild Cattle Creek and really slowing down forestry operations. Right. And and from what I've heard, Nambucca, they've still got their camp going. Yep. And people uh, can can visit that camp and speak with people. And I think every few days they do do circles and yarning circles and things like that. Mm. So there, there's that. And I think just keep a, a, an eye out. Just take a trip to Bellingen if you've ever got a space and uh, and uh, and join the... Um, Joined the, the blockade, the Belgian Environment Centre, I believe, is quite involved in it, mm. and and also the Kumbanga people as, themselves. And it's it's really great to see the the com- combination of traditional owners and environmental groups and community members uh, taking on these types of issues. Because it's only through u- unity that we will we'll, we'll can achieve a success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, look, and, and thank you for your good work, Al. I hope you're thank able you. to continue along the path that you've, you've started there. That uh, It sounds like it's a, a fertile uh, and, and important uh, ground to be tilling. Yeah. And thank you too, Sean, having us on, and best of luck for environmental as anything. Oh, no, thanks for your, uh, for your support. Show. No, we're, we're, yeah. thanks for the, for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? 
Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, we're hand in hand. Get me.